to caress them. Welcome, 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 welcome to the comic. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Comic Zone presents Dragon D's Balls. I am one of your many humble hosts here, Vince, joined by my two good friends, Mike and Ted. How's it going, guys? Doing good, man. How are you? What's, Doing good. What's cracking, fuckers? Another episode, man. You say it with such venom and like stare me in the I'm eye. I'm going to do that like every time <laughs> that you're here. It was intimidating. Okay. Which is like every time it's now. Like Arlie yeah. Ermy. So I'm just going to get the stare down every time. Mm-hmm. Full metal jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's so, the fuck, Private Pile? Um, before we do that, Bill wanted me last episode on the main show to mention go to the comiczone.com. Kicking this fucker off. We're gonna, Like I said, we're going to talk about the Android cell. Um,. On top of that, we've been focusing pretty hard on Vegeta. Yeah. And I want to talk about, like, as we get through this, just, like, his state of mind when he faces Android 18. Um, and we'll get there. Yeah. First of all, how do you guys want to kick it off? Oh, well, let's see. There's some good stuff that happens. We start with uh, Trunks showing up. I mean. Yeah, so Trunks showing up. Uh, Cyborg Frieza. You know, he's. Uh, I, I First watching that scene as a kid, I was like, okay, they're bringing Frieza back. Why? And then as five the minutes later. He's dead. But when I was first watching it, I was like blown away. I was like, whoa, he's a cyborg now and shit like that. Then Trunks shows up, cuts him in half. I'm like, well, shit. And you don't know who Trunks is at this point. So it's like, wait a minute. There's just another Super Saiyan. I remember feeling so confused as a kid first watching that. Like, where is this all going to go? And eventually, yeah, they tell you where that is going. But I mean, it's such a shock at first. You're like, Another Super Saiyan? Who the hell is this? Right. You know, like you think Goku is the only Super Saiyan at that point. So it was pretty pretty weird him just showing up and then murking. That's an, inter- that's an interesting point because like at, you know, during the fight with Frieza, uh, Goku and Frieza, um, you know, it, we're kind of led to believe that Goku is the legendary Super Saiyan at that point, right? So that's yeah. a good point. Like you don't expect there to be another. Yeah. yeah. Uh if you're starting and don't have any prior knowledge obviously, but it it's definitely interesting that um yeah, like your whole point that that you don't quite quite know who this is. Um, and that's kind of when a little bit of mystery in the show begins, because before that, the story's pretty straightforward. Right. I mean, it's it's not like some mind-bending shit, but you're also like, if you're coming in without any prior knowledge, like I said, you're going, who's this guy? Like, how is he a Super Saiyan? Like, what yeah, the fuck? Exactly. <clears throat> and then, 
you even get that test again with him against Goku, who is clearly like a master at like what he does. Right. And even being like a new Super Saiyan, technically, he's been gone. What was it? Was it a year? Yeah, the flight back. Yeah, I think. Right. I think about yeah. So he's hanging out on Yardrat, learning instant transmission, uh, and then just practicing with the Super Saiyan form. So then, when he go, like you get that, like the whole Frieza thing. Like you said, that's like a mechanism just to show the next level. Right. It's like once, like yeah, you could totally fight somebody like Frieza. Uh, like Goku did, mm-hmm. um, and do just fine, but you haven't mastered that form yet. We talk about that all the time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I think overall, like a lot of people just kind of ignore that whole concept. You know what I mean? Like, well, it's and that, not they push it in as the, much as I think it should be. Right. Well, they push it in um, with things like that is like to show you that, like, yeah. Trunks is like up here and he can like totally with the right drive and like the right focus. You could take somebody out like Frieza like in an instant. But then also you get the next step in that is like Goku showing Trunks that, you know, you're a Super Saiyan. Right. But you're not on my level. Exactly. So that's at this point, like they don't hit Super Saiyan 2 until. No, Gohan. Gohan's the first, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, all through this, this is just, like, a comparison from when Frieza was fighting Cell on Namek compared to when Trunks whoops his ass on Earth. Then, like you said, Goku whooping Trunks' ass. Like, you see, like, that huge scale difference. Well, and, and like, immediately you get that that step back. You go, oh, yeah, Trunks is dope, but, like, there's levels to this shit. Right, Yeah. yeah. And then somebody like Goku can fight off that sword with a fing- a finger mm-hmm. and make it look completely easy. His arm was just a blur. He didn't even move Yeah. when he was blocking Trunks' sword, which is pretty fucking crazy. Also, it's kind of interesting. You get that little subtle, like look at when they power up they become more durable he powers up he focuses energy in that hand in that finger and it makes that finger durable enough to stand up to the sword yeah that's actually a good point you bring that up because it shows that they can channel that energy in different parts of their body it's not all just allocated over their whole body they can actually channel it so it's kind of a good like cool insight into that power you know what i mean and how they use it how and that could be a refinement of it too totally no it totally is because it's like like we said levels of mastery yeah it's like sure anybody can power up their whole body but when you can focus it and channel it to where you want it to go then you just have like complete mastery of over like the 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 thing overall Mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah like uh you get that more subtle refinement, and that's what we see, like in Dragon Ball Super, is like Goku and Vegeta training with Whis and learning how to control energy. They're not trying to like, yeah, they're they're sparring and they're doing their thing, and like 
But at this point, is like training at higher gravity even beneficial to them? No. It's like learning that subtle, very, very subtle mastery of energy. Well, yeah, because uh, later on they show Vegeta getting up to, what is it, like 450 times mm-hmm. Earth's gravity? It's like 500, training. isn't it? Yeah, somewhere yeah, it's, around it's, there. I think it's 450. I just watched it's it. Like, okay, day. yeah, so like leading into what we're talking about, uh, the androids and like Vegeta's been a heavy focus on Dragon these Balls, period. And I just think that's because he's got the most interesting like evolution throughout everything. And and I feel like he has the most character development. That's like spread, you know what I mean, throughout the whole entire series. It's not even Piccolo develops far faster than Vegeta. He's he develops the most, but he's also the slowest developing character, I would say, of the whole entire series. And I think that's what makes him interesting to me. Is everybody else for the most part, when they do have their character development, it's like off screen. You know what I mean? It's usually they give you kind of a recap in between seasons or something of like, oh, this is what they did for training, or you get a little bit here or there. But with Vegeta, it's very fleshed out. You actually see his struggle, his ego starting to break a little bit later on in the series, his care, like caring for people. You know what I mean? Not just himself. He's starting to care about other people not just bulma and trunks but i don't know about that at this point no not this early like not this early early, but as a whole that's what i'm talking about he's a slow it's definitely a step towards that but like at this point this is like one of vegeta's most pivotal like arcs yeah is is like turning in from that like that crazy selfish fucked up person that only gave a fuck about like beating goku and being the strongest which he still cares about but it's not like a it's not like a at all costs thing anymore right yeah so like it definitely was at all costs during this right arc. and yeah. so like you see vegeta he struggles with goku being a super saiyan when they're on namek um and that hits him in a fucking crazy way. And he's like, I like want that too. Right. So then he goes off training. Like, you know, he goes through his train, his gravity training on Earth for a while. That's not panning out. So he's like, fuck it. I need to like, like separate. I need to like, I need to leave the planet and just go like struggle in space. So he like lands on that. Is it a planet or an asteroid? I think it's a planet. But, but either way, he gets that, that hail of uh, comets or yeah. asteroids coming yeah, in. And, the, and he he's trying off with the lightning storm. Right. And then goes into like the meteor shower. Just a really hostile environment that he has to like struggle through. And it's still not happening. It's still not happening. And he, he doesn't get it. Well, and uh, he finally makes that breakthrough when he goes, fuck it. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. About being a Super Saiyan. I don't give a fuck about Goku. I don't give a fuck about anything. Like, fuck it. Right. And that's when it happens. And so, then. Speaking of that thunderstorm, though, real quick, I think Akira Toriyama, when he made Ultra Ego, he took inspiration from that moment of when Vegeta first turned into a Super Saiyan. Because if you notice. 
the color and how it's sparkly and how it's shimmering and stuff like that of the electrical storm, it's very similar to the color blue and how it's kind of sparkly when he's in Ultra Ego. Uh, The purple. It's like purple. Well, yeah, kind of like yeah, bluish yeah, yeah. purple, get, you get, know what I'm saying? I get if you, what you're saying. If you though. watch that scene, and then you go back to when Vegeta goes Ultra Ego, they're very similar. The colors when and have stuff you seen like him, that. You're just talking about like pictures at yeah. this point? Yeah, yeah. Because obviously we haven't seen it in any kind of show or anything. Right. Uh, even getting like the official dubs, like I get them on Amazon Prime on my tablet. Uh-huh. Um, and I read the manga that way, but I mean, the manga is so far ahead and me and Ted were talking about this, like what version are you getting? And it's like, if you want to read further, then you're just going to have to deal with like, like go find those sites and then like read, uh, other people's like subs Dubs, sub. Yeah, sub, dub. We had that conversation, well, I mean, too. It's, it's text, so it's technically subtitled. Right, right. Yeah. exactly. So if it's in the manga and you're turning it to English, is it a dub or a sub? I th- I'm going to go with translation. There you go. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, closer to a closer to a, a sub than a dub. Yeah. yeah, I think far closer to a sub than a dub. Irrelevant, but... <laughs> yeah, both the subs and the dubs. Press them both. Both of them? I like yeah. how my son's being quiet. Like yeah. <laughs> totally. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Way cool. Super cool. <laughs> anyway, kids so... Kids. Yeah, so, like, he's... Yeah, like, he does his Super Saiyan shit during that meteor storm, finally, right? And mm-hmm. th- at that moment... Like, well, I think we'll talk about the ego shit as we get further in when we actually well, you get don't, to the androids, but... Yeah, you don't actually get that moment in real time. It's like a, a Vegeta explaining it to 18 as he... Right. Or is it 18? No. Who, who, no, he's just kind of saying his story about whatever. Like recapping it, yeah. Um, it was awful kind of him. Yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> it really was. You want to know. Yeah. Um, before we get too far though, is like, you know, the, when the androids show up and then it's like different than they expected. Right. Yeah. Like but Trump's also it's, it's, but also it's two androids. Um, so it seems to be like true to what Trunks is saying. Right. Uh, about, you know, the androids showing up and then bitch ass Yamcha. <laughs> Gets his shit fucking pushed in, which yeah. is like one of my favorite parts of the show. And, you know, everybody stood around and was like, oh, oh. but, <laughs> you know, this is what made Yamcha finally bow out and just be like, I am not cut out for this shit. And you yeah. got to respect the guy for that. I do. Well, yeah. Honestly. Like, he's like, you know what? This is too heavy for me. Like, this is... Because he gets died. a whole fucking hand through his chest. Yeah. He gets Wolfgang fisted. Yeah, he gets chest. a, yeah, a Wolfgang fist. A Wolfgang fist. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> after that... That's my mic, or my headset oh, you're turning up. I'm not turning up anything. Oh, oh. Uh, turn mine down. He gets a... Huh? Turn mine down a Yours little bit. Yours is too high? Yeah, that's... Okay. Yeah, that's a lot better. Them headphones are higher than giraffe pussy, I tell you what. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> Time to turn down for what? 
<laughs> Can't copyright oh us for that. <laughs> right, you can go back up just a tiny bit, please. Oh my fucking god! He's yeah, a like, goddamn. Like can you move like right, this furniture? Right uh, can you turn it up? I can't hear my. Can you move this furniture a little to the left now, sir? Jesus a little, uh, a little yeah, too yeah, far a, to you the have right. A fluffier pillow. This one's. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. This, this one's, one's questionable. <laughs> You want me to come you know, fluff your pillow? <laughs> <laughs> want me to come jerk you off? <laughs> oh my god! Ted would uh, be Ted would be a good fluffer. He'd be like, I want to caress them. <laughs> my god! <laughs> oh yes. What were we talking about? We were talking about <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Oh yeah, that's right. So we're good old. So we were. Yeah, we a were little at, bit, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, I guess. We were at um, so bitch ass Yamcha, right? Yeah, getting the hand through his chest. Oh, yeah, but oh. we kind of skipped a little bit there, like you know the android showing up. No, I know. Oh. I mean, we're that's where we're at. Is like that's when they first run into him, Yamcha. At nineteen and twenty. <clears throat> yep. Yep, and then. <clears throat> Yamcha gets Wolf Fang fisted. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's about when he bows out. And I'm like happy for that because fuck that guy. Yep. Well, yeah. And on top of that, I mean, even Krillin had more of a ceiling and somewhere to go than Yamcha did at that point. So I honestly think that was like the best decision Akira Toriyama made because essentially, like, where were they going to take Yamcha? He was even significantly way weaker than Krillin at that point, I would argue. So, Well, let's talk about that for a minute. It's like he started Yamcha off on like a shitty spot. Yeah. Well, from the fucking boot. Yeah, dude. from the get-go. Like, he was a fucking nerd from the start. Fuck that guy. Scared of fucking girls, like even talking to him. Just, ah... Uh... I can't fucking even say hello or else I'm going to jizz. Like, you can't respect that that dude from the jump. I'm pretty sure jizz in my pants, those two characters in that music video, was based off of Yamcha. Because that's kind of what happened whenever you'd see Bulma. You know what I mean? Yeah, Get he'd be like, face. Oh, how is that possible? Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he put SNL to shame. Dude, here's the thing. Yamcha made the right choice. There's also, have you watched uh, Dragon Ball Abridged? Yeah, I've seen some of it. You should I watch seen, all like, of it. All we of should it, do but... like a whole, <clears throat> just a whole talk about that. I'm like so a down. whole episode. So fucking funny and it good as fuck. way funny. I'm so And it down. gets like the whole story across just in a funnier way. It's like better than the original show almost. Yeah, yeah. I I'll have to watch it. I haven't seen it. It's so fucking funny, dude. It's yeah. fucking great. Yeah, it's it's pretty much, I mean, some of the shit I even say on here and whatnot, it's it's great. It's cold. You're saying that Team Four Star is just slightly funnier than you? No, no. I, I mean, they're way funnier. I just have, like, a little bit of Team Four Star in there. Just a little bit of hint. They're way better than me. Fuck, they're dope. I mean, they're funny. They're funny as shit. Yeah. So, Yamcha, yeah, Yam, Yamcha, Yamcha, gets Wolf Fang fisted. They fucking move on. Goku, Piccolo, everybody starts 
they run they rush over there save Yamcha's ass of course yep they feel his fucking life force draining so alerts um you know it's kind of fucking stupid they go and it totally fits Goku's character that he was like oh I didn't get sick so I just didn't take the medicine mm-hmm Right, but, like, wasn't he supposed to wait? Like, I remember, like, he was supposed to wait until he started getting symptoms, wasn't he? Uh, pretty sure. I'm pretty like, sure Trunks, he was. Trunks yeah, probably, him, yeah. Like, Given the medicine, is like, hey, when you Why wouldn't you carry you that shit on him, you, though? Yeah, I know, right? Well, not only that, but then the other kicker is, is I think they say in there it's, what, a 10-day, like, recovery time? Yeah, like, it takes him... The vast majority, uh, quite of a while the, to recover, yeah. Right, because he fights uh, nineteen for a while, right, and he's getting real winded, and then he's getting fucked up. Yeah, he's fighting nineteen or no, yeah, nineteen. And he's fighting yep. nineteen. Twenty hadn't jumped in yet, but yeah. and he's winning. It seems like he's winning. Yeah, and he should be. Right, but, but like his he's got no, his like, punches got no there. stank on him. Right, yeah, yeah. So then he eventually ends up like having to essentially. You no, know, he gets his ass kicked, right? Eventually, you know, right, and then Vegeta, nineteen ends up Vegeta. grabbing him by the neck, and it's starting to absorb his power. And that's when Vegeta shows up, and that's what we're talking about. Is like pivotal f- shit in Vegeta's path, mm-hmm. and like this was a hard lesson for him because he went in, and he's a fresh Super Saiyan, right? And yeah. like, like, just like talk about like ultra ego when he his ego was at the ultraist was yeah. at this moment like yeah. he's showing up he's saving the fucking day saving goku yep which is not a <clears throat> common thing takes out what he thinks are the androids that trunks warned about yeah well so yeah but like he, himself. he wipes the floor with 19 pretty good like he gave 19 the business. oh yeah oh yeah and then 19 you like, mentioned oh, i'm gonna steal your power and he's like yeah i'm gonna take your arms you know what's funny is like that uh, the arms part we, on the episode we didn't uh, deploy that this is replacing. We mentioned uh, the part where Vegeta, you know, it was much more intense when I described it, like Vegeta standing on 19's face and then 19's like, oh, I'll never let you go. And he's like, that's right, Android, I'll never say die. And yeah, then rips his fucking right, and like rips his arms time, off. And the first time we had talked about this, like I didn't remember it super clearly because it's been like, you know, fifteen years that since shit. I had watched it. And the way you described it, it sounds like Vegeta's got him pressed into the ground, standing on his face, and pulls his arms off with this epic "never say die" moment. And like I rewatched it, and I was like, man. Cliffy's a fucking storyteller. Uh, I, that's true, but, uh, but also like, because I rewatched it, and like he's not on the ground. Nineteen is standing up, and Vegeta's pressing against him, essentially holding himself stiff. Yeah, holding. And then right before he rips his arms out, he says, "Never, never say die." But like the he's... way you had described it, it came across very much as this like epic movie moment. It is. I know, like, but it just didn't. It totally it just, is. It, it's super important. It totally it is, is but regular, it... crazy important. It just didn't feel like it in the show it was just very quick and that's what's awesome about that scene though is it's subtle yet effective mm-hmm. you know what i mean because i mean it's quick it just cuts to vegeta you know after they're talking a little bit of shit 
and he's just like never say die and rips that shit off well yeah because android 19's like i'll never let go yeah and he's like that's right never say die yeah, <laughs> rips fucking it. rips his shit <laughs> off like yeah. that shit's so dope yep and maybe it's not like the most like pivotal moment but to me like it was so badass like what a fucking gangster like yeah, what like, a fucking was... gangster thing to say right right before you just fucking rip his fucking shit off right and like that was a super awesome moment but like right after when 19 freaks out and runs and vegeta is just like you know cocky ass look on his face fires an energy blast over there and, and just destroys, fucking him. destroys him yep yeah it's pretty dope yeah like, it's it pretty was actually fucking a, it dope. was a good fight i liked it yeah that's one of the better fights of this like the android mm-hmm. shit I thought that too, and like as I rewatched it over the past few days, like there so, was actually a lot of pretty good fights in there. So obviously they skip around and they get to activating the actual androids. They discover that once Bulma's there, that that's actually Doctor Zero, Android Twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, he takes off after you know realizing that he's fucked. Yeah, right. Yeah, like he's not. <laughs> I don't think he felt like he was fucked. Like his no, he his knew super he was fucked. If brain he... was like calculating and like, no, nah, I, I, you know, this is too risky. I need to. Yeah, get well, the fuck exactly. Out. He's like, I gotta go activate the fucking backup plan, which yeah, isn't even yeah, seventeen and eighteen, which he did not want to do. No, because they have those. Once he gets there, like you, you figure it out real fast why he didn't want to. Like yeah, they are like. I don't know. Like, like angry, angry teens, man. Like, I think it's more just the human aspect of it is like probably the teen thing. They they were young, ambitious. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, didn't want to like any other teenager. They don't want to listen to authority. They don't want to do what they're told. Yeah, but like they were also able. Like, a lot of the androids were able to, like, supersede their programming and just kind of do what they want to do. Even Android 16. Yeah. You know, he had... I mean, and we'll get more into that, but... You know, in the beginning, like, when... After Dr. Giro releases 17 and 18, like, it doesn't take long. Like, the, the rest of the fighters are gathering outside the door of the lab. And then, like, Dr. Giro, a.k.a. 20, is having a discussion with 17 and 18, and he thinks they're in line. But he's got his, like, little kill switch remote in his hand the whole time. (coughs) And uh, as soon as they awaken, like, how he doesn't notice this is crazy. But, like, as soon as each of them steps out of their capsule, like, they eyeball that remote. Like, oh, I remember this. Well, he's really focused on, you know, everybody outside. And talking yeah. shit to Vegeta and everybody else. Right, yeah, I get that. But, like, it's obvious, it, like, from the time that 17 steps out of the capsule that that remote's not going to make it. <laughs> and sure enough, it doesn't. So, like, they're in there and they're discussing. Well, he knew this, though. He knew it was a risk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, a big one. Be- that's why he had the remote in the first fucking place. Yeah, because he had to shut him down the first time. Yeah, like, he, you never. I don't think we ever saw that. Not that I recall. But he's talking about the. He talks about it. Right. The last time that they were activated, like he had to shut them down because they were. 
Well, and that's why they knew the remote. Compliant that's shit. why they, as right. soon as they were awake, they were like, oh. Yeah, because he even says, like, the last time he w- took him out for testing, they did nothing but disobey him, so he had to shut him down. And you already, right then and there, just get a glimpse of how much of an issue 17 and 18 already are. Not only just to going to be to the Z fighters, but also to their own creator. You know what I mean? That level of disobedience and level of wanting to kill, you get a good idea of, okay, these guys are the next bads. You know what I mean? They're right. Yeah, definitely. They're definitely on another, on a different level. And it's like those, those moments where they make sure you know that, Oh, there's a level change here. Yeah. Yeah. But and also it's it, kinda it inter- highlights their their personalities really well from the very start. I liked that. It's kinda interesting also because when Trunks you know, gives Goku his warning and talks about the future and he actually says that the androids kill Dr. Jiro before going on their fucking, you know, reign of terror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they kind of have to. So like, it's like... Once for, you see them, like, like, you totally get it. It's like, foreshadowing. Yeah. It's foreshadowing, though. Yeah, yeah it's true. Like, it did, maybe it didn't go the way it seemed like it would go. Right. And that's kind of the interesting thing, is it seems like things are happening in a different way. Hmm. Well, they definitely but, are, because but maybe he, they're he not. didn't even know that... But maybe 18... they're maybe they're not. That's my point, is that everything he said happened. Right. But, but maybe didn't... just in a different way, but all, you know what I mean? Right, but he didn't really know about 19 and 20. Like, he didn't know they were a thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And 16. That's true, but maybe he, he, was not, he was a baby. He wouldn't know that. He would know... Think about if like you hand somebody handed down a story from when you were a baby. Yeah, that's true. Like how long were the androids released before he started? Exactly. So maybe it happened the exact same way. I always thought it happened differently, but maybe not. Maybe it happened the exact same way. But like obviously it changed somewhere. Like they were supposed to die in that fight with eighteen. Everyone was. Right. That's where I think Dragon I, Ball well, could I mean, the, the, benefit the, from doing like a what if series. You know well, what the, I mean? That would be well. That's kind of what the movies are. In a way, I mean, some of them maybe are not. Canon. Maybe not the newer movies, but like during Dragon Ball Z, most of the Dragon Ball Z movies weren't part of the main story. Right. So it's like a what if kind of thing. But I want something more particular. You know what I mean? I think it'd oh, be that'd be badass. dope. Yeah, you're like, oh, what would happen if, you know, Goku and Vegeta fought to the death? If Raditz broke free of Goku's grip, or if Raditz didn't die and became a Super Saiyan, exactly. or 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 yeah, that'd yeah. be great. That would be great. I mean, they would have so unlimited material to tap into. That would be cool. Maybe yeah, we could do a whole episode on what ifs. You know what's interesting is like at this point. In the show, and we're we're gonna get back to the androids. Just it would be interesting since they have like Dragon Balls that can grant literally any wish. There's no limit. It would be cool if Vegeta decided to go. Hey, revive 
planet Vegeta and every Saiyan. Hmm. What What do you think would happen? I don't know. That's kind of a that's kind of a tough one. Like at this point, Goku and Vegeta are so far ahead that they would one of them. Yeah. Would so be, then the Vegeta s- would be ruling it, but that would include like his dad too. So like. But then, does that make, like, so then they're keeping the Saiyans in line out of fear because they're all, like, basically all powerful to any other Saiyan. I mean, to be fair, they're all powerful to pretty much anybody in the universe. My question really is, is, like, do you think they could change the minds of the Saiyans and eventually make them, like, like them? I don't know. Because, I mean... You're talking about changing the mindset of not just like one the or whole two, culture, the whole culture and their culture. All that they know up to that point is to literally fight and take over planets. You know what I right, mean? Right. But yeah. you think about it. Universe, the other the sister universe, the Saiyans on that one were actually good guys. Like they were cruising around trying to save people. You know what I mean? Right. But I think it would be definitely a, a huge issue for him at first trying to adapt you know getting out of that warrior kind of mindset when it comes to just how they lived pre-frieza because i mean that's another thing to ask would they would they still have all their same memories and things like that that happened um with the frieza force before well sure they'd have their i mean anytime somebody comes back they don't lose any kind of memory so like yeah we would be talking about like reviving them vegeta going that's not what we do anymore that would make for like a whole really interesting like story arc is like you would definitely have some sayings that go oh okay like we're cool with that like we don't necessarily like have to do the fucked up shit to survive Right. And, they're, and they're on board. But then you get, like, the ones that rebel, and then maybe you have, like, a Saiyan civil war. So yeah, you're potentially, but, like... Half of the people like Goku mindset, and <coughs> essentially the other half kind of like Vegeta, then, in that sense. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know if it would even but be think half, of, though. Like, think about during the Broly movie, like, how chill everybody was and how much they hated working for Frieza. Like... Yeah, they're doing that's it what because I'm saying. That's like, is it's 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 interesting that you know they kind of accept what they do, but they don't seem to really necessarily want to do that. Right, they're like most of them aren't like reveling in it, right? Right, they're, like, not, they're not like evil. It. They're it's, just it's like a, they're powerful. It's a job they want to keep living. They well, do what they're told, kind of deal. Right. right, and you get a view of like what Saiyans do as far as. Like day to day life, like normal Bardock's. Well, yeah, they're just regular. They're not evil. They're just you know this is what they do. It's their culture and their like profession. You t- it's more of a like it's it's a huge part of their culture. But like in the Broly movie, it made it feel much more like a profession than a culture. And they were subservient, right? Yeah, like they were doing what they had to to survive, mm-hmm. and like obviously, like it's in the Saiyan blood to become powerful. But I don't like think it's fu- necessarily that love like for a, the fight. It's not a malice thing. That right? love for the fight. But then you also you 
They make it sound like Saiyans are nothing but a warrior race. It's like the Spartans. You think right? Yeah. You think of nothing but the warriors, but there's more than that. There's right. the whole you know underbelly of that that is like the the women, the children, the elders, the people that don't necessarily come up and are made to be fighters. It's just like people in general. Saiyans are that way too. Right. It's like not everyone's an athlete. Not everyone's a fighter. Some people yeah. are scientists. Some people are like there's. So it's. That's my thing is I think like if they did that and Vegeta like was like, yo, we don't even we don't fuck Frieza like Frieza can suck my whole dick. Yeah. And he's like, this is what we do now and it's going to be weird, but whatever. I think. But so, like, think of like whole like Super Saiyan academies, where they're like teaching every every generation how to be a Super Saiyan at a young age, like Goten. That would be fucking and intense. Trunks. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine the, just like a a legion of Super Saiyans. Oh yeah, that that pull that universe's average up pretty high. Holy and okay, so maybe that's what it is. Right, like in those higher universes, is, is they have reached a level where they can cultivate those higher power levels in their youth and like teach it in academies and shit. So it's like not only do you have really powerful dudes like Goku and Vegeta, but you have armies of dudes like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and like, like because it, if you remember, like during the tournament of power, they talk about it, it's the average power of a mortal in the universe, right? Right. It's not the peak. So they're talking. Like, like, I think even in the first tournament of power, like Goku, Vegeta, Jiren, like I think that those are close to the peak across all the universes. <laughs> There's just more. That's what we were there saying. There are more on, that are closer to them in the other universes. Yeah, that's what we we were saying on. I th- think the dragon the movie episode superhero yeah that sounds is right. that it's not necessarily that they're more powerful it's just that there are more people at that level it's like a uh we're close to it you know uh, right maybe they're obviously at, at that point just because of the you know evolution of a situation that's like another civilization that's like you know 2.0 above us is like they are at a crazy level so like everybody's a super saiyan so obviously there would be those dudes that push it even further in that universe and they would be like you know and those are like the one percent of that universe they're just at an another level but there's like in their universe, there's dudes like Goku and Vegeta like everywhere. But then, uh, it's like, so you have like that, and you you get what I mean, right? Yeah, like not necessarily like vastly more powerful than like goku vegeta or jiren but, but yeah maybe but though more it's people because they're bringing the average up it's just because the the bar is so set so much higher as far as like basic strength right in their universe that clearly there would be 
those one percent dudes like Goku and Vegeta in their universe that are way above that level. Well, I'm right. trying to think. Do they give us any kind of measurement or hardcore kind of number of like what those four other universes like? How much more powerful? No, no. they just say they that. They just say that yeah. it was basically that that the average so level of power is just. You know, so is that essentially, yeah, what you're saying is we don't know how. I mean, it could be by a little or a shit ton, those well, universes could be more so, powerful than us, right? Well, think about it like this is like we tend to look at like the main characters of the show and like base the level of power in their universe off of that, but you got to look like on average, right? Is like if you look at that, then our level of power in the universe based on like every person and being in the universe right. yeah. is really low. Yeah. Because like that massive influx of like lesser beings is going to drown out even Goku and Vegeta's power. Right. Yeah. That's what I was saying. And so then, it's like, if you have, go ahead. No, like that's kind of what you like expanded on was basically it's, it's not necessarily that there are a ton of people. I mean, not, like, there's not people that are, like, worlds of strength above Goku and Vegeta. There's just more people like them or close to it. Exactly. But And that just sets the bar higher, so it's, like, the number's high, a little higher. Right. Or maybe a lot higher based on, like, however many... Like, so there's fucking uh, 50 dudes... That are at Goku and Vegeta's level, right? Yeah, and the rest and that, are just that's like everybody just gonna, else. Yeah, and that's gonna raise the number a little, but it's still gonna be higher. Well, and it's not just a little. Like, think about in terms of like raw power, how many other mortals in the universe Goku and Vegeta are each worth in terms of right. power? You know what I mean? Like, they have more combined power than like several planets worth of people. So you see what I mean? So right, if, yeah, like I, I get it. And, well, I think we're like, way, way off course. No, I know, but this is pretty cool conversation. Well, yeah. So like, you think about it, that would mean like dudes like TN would basically be equivalent, or TN, Roshi, uh, the lesser guys that are really powerful in their own right. Yeah, but they just still don't like thousands of people. I know. But my point is, is like those 50 dudes that are like Goku and Vegeta would be like Tien, Krillin, those guys. Yeah. That would be the average like high power level of that universe. And then the one percenters that I was talking about. So you think they're those that guys, much more powerful than the Goku guys and Vegeta? That, the, the guys that compare to Goku and Vegeta... They would be more powerful, but in comparison to like, if you like compare universes, is it does that make sense at all? Right, but my only problem with getting too far above that is then you have start running into like potentially what you're saying is the the higher end like the one percenters in those four universes are basically stronger than like the destruction gods of the rest of the universes. Well, yeah, yeah. What if God was that's one of us? That's the only... <laughs> see, that's... <laughs> yeah. But... Huh? That's a different 
(laughs) (laughs) Graceland podcast here. What if God was one of us? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we could get her on on the podcast. Is it Alanis Morissette? Isn't she dead? Uh, What? (laughs) No. (laughs) Fuck, now I gotta Google this because I don't know now. (laughs) Whenever anyone does that to me when it comes to celebrities anymore, I'm like, fuck, I don't know. Is she? Could be. Anyway, we'll expand on that idea later. We need to move on because we're like... (laughs) Nope, she's very alive. She is very alive. Yeah, I fucking... Dude... (laughs) You I think I would have. Is I fucked it. <laughs> yeah. I was Whoa. like, bro, <laughs> man, Alanis Morissette's alive, and Mike's fucked it, dude. Can life oh, get any oh. better? Oh my god, <laughs> dude, that was like the same. I know. I'm getting pretty good at it. <laughs> I practice at home. Dude. Chelsea wants to fucking kill me most days. I just walk around going, oh, 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 oh. Uh, all right so we went way off course but what the fuck ever the point is we need to talk about that more later on yeah later anyway so So, we're we're essentially we got around to um, Vegeta, Vegeta beating the shit out of nineteen. That's where and we then, basically left. So off. then, let's get around to him fighting eighteen because that's like the important fight, as oh, far yeah, as like Vegeta's evolution and like. I think Vegeta is at his peak level of fucking just like arrogance. Oh God, yeah. He. That's when. Is there any point after that that he's worse? Not that I can think of. Maybe and I think it's because there's there's a moment later on, since we're talking specifically about his ego, we can skip ahead a little bit, but while he's fighting was it Cell? Yeah, when he I and was then, gonna like, say that when he comes out he's of He's like, the- This is bullshit. Like every time I get a new level of power, all these other fucks are like, nah, it's not enough. Okay, and this and is like he's in his head about it. Like he actually calls himself out, like, what the hell? Like every time I do this there's somebody else shows up that's more powerful because they're doing it differently. And that's like the point I was going to make is that I was thinking that the fight with 18, he was at his most arrogant, but maybe not because he comes out of the, the time chamber with the ascended Saiyan level. Yeah. And fails again. And that's when what you're talking about, no, no, it happens before he goes into the chamber. That's part of what gets him into there. But then he goes and he fucks go- up again. He right, goes and but fucks I'm up saying, again. Like, the yep. first time he was in his head, like, why does this keep happening to me? It was before the time chamber. Did Vegeta figure out the whole Ascended Saiyan thing not working? Or he tried it, though? And he did that whole final flash with it and almost killed Sil. When uh, it was when Goku, Gohan and Goku were still in the hyperbolic time chamber. And this is what I, I was going to talk about is Vegeta hits that ascended level and thinks that like Trunks, he does it too. They both like try to use that ascended level 
Right, that was more like that's just a big bulky one though, right? Yeah, and it it sucks. It it's not like good. They're super and strong. They make that, they're just not fast enough. Yeah, they make that com- like super clear that it's it sucks. Yeah, it's not right. a good form. Goku figures out that we should not focus on like getting stronger necessarily we need to learn how to live in a perpetual state of super saiyan like all the time to where it's no big deal right and then and it's kind of like what we were just talking about that average power level just being higher is like you live at an average your power level is just higher right all the time constantly elevated. you're not focusing on like living weaker and then like powering up to super saiyan wasting energy to to do that and then trying to go higher from there no you're chilling at super saiyan and then you just go higher right right yeah like in theory those guys um like maybe not all of them at this point but like later on like i think even like goten and trunks could just chill in super saiyan as long as they want yeah yeah they totally could so they don't though no, and I don't know why. That drives me crazy. Is like they set up for like crazy potential in characters and then don't do anything with it. Yeah, like I'm really hoping that the next extension of Super has a lot more to do with Trunks and Goten. It leans too heavy on Goku and Vegeta. Really? Right, it's, which we love it, the characters. But no, of course, but I, I think agree, it's like, two different shows at this point. I think it's well, two yeah, different. There's like, you make two different shows... And you make one about the mundane fights. Right, it's, it's the majors with, and the minors, man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Exactly the A and B team. Yep. Yeah. And just two different shows, and then they merge up sometimes. Yeah, it's kind of how it's been for a while. Like, No, it, it hasn't been, though, because it leaves out potentially great characters because you're focused too hard on what's happening with Goku and Vegeta. Yeah. And I feel like we get a good semblance of that's like where they're heading with it from the superhero movie is because, you know, it's like Goku and Vegeta, they're just training, doing their own fucking thing, fighting. Meanwhile, you know, Gohan, everyone else, Piccolo, they're all fighting the main thing that's happening on Earth while they're training with Whis, you know right yeah you do, you get to yeah. see them all of like five minutes of the whole movie it's a beautiful step in the right direction agreed absolutely i think that's where it should go yeah two, mean, di- two different shows two different shows and then you know I, when I the, and when it calls for it the stories merge i don't know if i'd want to split it off into two shows though what like, do you mean it would have to like it basically would be even if it's the same show so and then you're just like splitting time on one show when you could have two shows that have the same runtime and you double your content time. Yeah, I mean, I guess. And then you have more time to focus on each story. Well, and those two stories, like you're saying, when they would merge and dock tips, it would be pretty fucking Dude, dope. it would be like docking, like double docking. Yeah. It's like when you pull back the foreskin, you dock, uh-huh. and then you dock over the dock. Dude, yeah. You could take that dock into space literally. Holy shit. You could that that's like a that's whole new fusion. 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 Yeah, yes, a whole new it's fusion. Like a Chinese technique. uh finger trap. Yeah, but with your You peckers. can't get out of that. You can't just pull away. And then you bukaki blast and you can't still even separate from each other. 
No, you just have to train his <laughs> finger trap. You just got to embrace it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you're yeah, not getting out until you, you can't. Until you, you can't run away. Longer. You can't. You can't run away. Yeah. Boo, ka, <laughs> k. <laughs> I want to caress them. Good <laughs> Blast! Oh. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he can't help us now. <laughs> he can't help us. <laughs> he wants to caress them. Yeah, maybe we are only gonna get to the end of the Android stuff. Yeah, we. I mean, we still got. We're like an hour in, almost. Nice. Really? Yeah. Damn. Wow, this is going by so fast. That's fine. We can do like the cell stuff later. Yeah. So. Vegeta gets his ass whooped. I thought he only got one arm broke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm pretty you sure were saying, no, like, she stands on it, but I, that, that's why I was asking you if she actually broke it. She only kicks the one arm, and he, he gets only one arm broken. Yeah, that one's um, broken, and then towards the end when he's on the ground, she, she like, leaps over, and she's standing on the other one. It I think sounds like, to me, it breaks, though. There's this no, kind of she like, totally kicks his arm. Yeah, the one yeah, is broken. Kicks the but one. when she stands on it later, it sounds like she puts pressure on it, and you hear something snap, and then he screams. Maybe. Well, that's I don't possible. Know. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember. Like He gets a sense of being like, right after that, so it's kind of whatever. Yeah. But and, yeah. Then he, and then he takes off and goes and stands in the desert for a while. Right, yeah, just all... You know, brooding. But I think I think she does break it though, because essentially in that moment she's teaching him a lesson. Because he won't stand down, he keeps coming after her, and so she's like, "Okay, you're not going to you 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 don't know when to stop. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll teach you." You know, and she that's when she walks up. <sighs> it, it seems to me like she does break that other arm because he he's in a lot of pain and trauma he, after he, she does. Well, that. he falls to his knees after the kick, breaks his arm. And he's like yelling, and then that's when Trunks jumps in, right? Because he tries to fly away, and she catches his foot, mm-hmm. and and then swings him into Vegeta, and then that's when they take off, and that like they're incapacitated, mm-hmm. and that's when Eighteen kisses Krillin, and right. then they well, kind of like she flies back over to the road, and sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen are talking about the plan, so they start walking off, and Krillin's like, "Hey," you know, like he yells at him. For whatever stupid ass reason, and then like that's when eighteen comes over and kisses him. Yeah, because he tries to reason with them. He's like, "What has Goku done to you? Please don't kill him." And I mean, they're... it's an honest try, though. Well, well it yeah. is, and I mean, he that's brings a good up one. a good point because they're like, "Well, this is what we're programmed to do." Like sixteen, but you even know? they know that's bullshit. Well, yeah, because I mean, Krillin's like, "But Doctor Jiro's dead. You don't have to follow that order anymore." And they're just kind of like, "Yeah." And brush him off, and then she kisses him on the cheek. And I love that fucking part. Yeah, that's funny. That's I never show. thought, you know, they would have a fucking pee. kid together so then. you guys got to carry this biatch. Shit. Like we always do. Oh! <laughs> I was just about to say the same fucking thing. Fucking straps have been digging <laughs> into my shoulders the whole show. God, I know. My back hurts, dude. Yeah. Fuck. I'm gonna need yeah, it. but yeah, like the, the kiss scene, that was that was pretty funny. And then like I like how they, like, he flashes back to it later on. Right. He's like, do we have to fight him? <laughs> and like, you get that undertone because I kind of want to fuck her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like, like ah, I could yeah. get closer again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then until he gets the remote, like later on, which we'll get to. But like, then he's like, ten meters. What? Are you insane? <laughs> yeah. 
Man, I, I love that, though. It's like a pivotal moment because watching it for the first time as a kid, I never fucking thought they were going to get married and have a kid. And right? you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, totally. totally. I like, thought it's, that... funny, it's funnier to watch it in, uh, in retrospect knowing what happens. Yeah, yeah. That, that adds a whole different like edge to it compared to the first time you watched it. Yeah, because when you watch it knowing then where they go moving forward, it's like, oh, okay, this is actually pretty funny. And there's something I'm going to talk about here in a little bit about foreshadowing. Right, yeah, and but in that moment, like that's definitely foreshadowing. But the way it came across, like if you blank your mind and just watch the scene, it was very much just lent itself to like her playful personality in general. Well, yeah, because that's, that's, that's a thing I was going to bring up is like when trunks comes back and warns them about these androids and describes them, they are just like full on destructive machines. Right. Right. And from the beginning of when 17 and 18 show up, like that's not the vibe you get like at all. No, not at all. Like they're just like playful teenagers that know they can just take what they want and destroy whatever they feel like. Yeah. But at the same time, like, especially 17s, just trying to have some fun. Yeah, they just want to be kids. Right, you know? yeah, that's exactly it. Like, they aren't at all like Trunks described them, which I thought was... That's another interesting point that we haven't really discussed at all. Well, was he like also... I'm back. Yeah, but it's unfortunate, but welcome. <laughs> Did you sprinkle when he tinkled? Uh, yeah. Okay. Sands do. <laughs> that's true. Mm. Uh... The androids in Trunks' future were more powerful Mm-mm. and more fucked up. No, they were less powerful. No, they were more. Less. What? They were less. Less powerful. Was it less? Trunks because Trunks is observing them and at some point goes, these guys are far stronger than the ones from my universe even. Right. So they have different personalities and they're. Well, they're more fucked up but weaker than. Right. Yeah. They're like. Much more chaos and destruction in Trunks's future compared to what we we see of them in this one, mm. and like that is like normally we could chalk that up to like Goku influencing shit, but he's not even there yet. Right. So this True. is just he's like laid full up. on. Right. He, he's laid up and yeah, he's got the heart shit going on mm-hmm. during all of this. Well, speaking of that, heart which is stuff, very fucking convenient that the day I, I know the right fucking day. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> you know. <laughs> But like, talking that about, was their early attempts at taking the most powerful characters out. But talking about that heart virus thing, there's a cool foreshadowing thing. I, I kind of briefly brought it up to Mike, and I didn't want to talk about it too much. But there is a interesting, and, and like you're saying, I don't know if Akira Toriyama is smart enough or a good enough of a story writer to pull this off. But it's interesting. So throughout Goku battling this heart virus, he's got these wicked nightmares and most of the time they're including the androids and he's fighting for his life right well in one of those dream states i want to say it's maybe the first or second one you see of him having these nightmares there is a pink blob that appears in his nightmare well yeah because they're formless and he doesn't know what they look like so he they do like formless blobs but to represent the androids but, no, I'm, I'm talking about in this dream state, though. There's just this pink blob that wraps Goku around the neck. And it pops up, and you see its face. And it's red eyes. They're kind of a trapezoidal, kind of like a booze. And when he, this thing, uh, like, kind of yells or roars at Goku, 
its mouth is very representative of kid boos kind of like that almost like ape you know what i mean that kind of mouth skull type of fangs and everything it's very reminiscent of boo i'll have to show you the scene if i can find i know it what after you're talking this. about and like i think it, i think it, it i think a lot i think a lot of what toriyama does is like recycle looks and things so maybe he so like, i don't think it's necessarily like a foreshadowing but but maybe he went back to that for inspiration that dream state was goku not knowing what the androids looked like no so, for so some it's like, reason they he knows what like 17 and 18 there is or, a dream too where yeah where he knows 17 what, shoots him in the face yeah and that's a funny thing too because he's never seen yeah. 17 or 18 well, so. No, so like towards the end um like well right after he wakes up he talks about it how he could hear everything and basically see everything that was going on you know what i mean like mm-hmm. he talks about it specifically so I, I think it could be a foreshadowing, actually, now that you brought brought that up, you're right. I don't it could well, be. It's not I don't, I don't know if that's is. foreshadowing. I, I'm I don't think it is it's... for like boo. I think it's just like Because he even said something. I think when you're it thinking happens. of it differently because I don't remember. I just watched they don't it. Because really... he even says like when he wraps it like that thing wraps around his neck, he's like, What are you? I don't know who you are. You know, blah 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 blah. And I'm it's have so to go strong. And, I'll have to I go back and watch that. that. But yeah. the the more the weird thing that apparently never really comes to fruition was like he was basically like observing it as if he was alive up at the outlook. Right. From his fucked up dream state. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the whole vibe of like when he woke up and when he talked about it, he made it sound like he was basically observing everything as it was happening or, but you never know if it was like, if he was seeing it before or at the time that it's happening or after, or like, you know, the time perspective, you never really understand, but he knew way more than he should have when he woke up. Yeah. And actually that, um, that's one thing that I did want to bring up after rewatching a bunch of this, this last week, there's a lot of like, questionable writing in the fact that like everybody everywhere seems to know what's going on as it's happening even though they're not close and aren't communicating someone's like the sixth sense kid they're all like i see dead people right no but i mean like there were a few instances (laughs) of it that actually irritated me as i was watching it like how the fuck do you know yeah exactly no i get your frustration with that because i i've had that a few times too yeah it I'm not saying like it's it's a problem. Was it's it just, really like that? Yeah, there were like you, there were there so were several like, points that were irritating because like actively thinking about like well how how do they know that? Like it literally just happened somewhere else, and they they still know what's going on. Yeah, it's a sixth sense kid, man. Bro, don't listen. Just, <laughs> listen, Linda, listen. Listen, bro. They can <laughs> tell tele- I mean, listen. Moving on. (laughs) We're listening. All right. We're We're there, man. We're listening. We're both super focused, and you're just fucking babbling. All the people listening to this right now are listening, too. I mean, move on. Move on. Why are you trying to hang the podcast up? We don't have time for this shit. Life's a garden, Why the fuck are you talking about Dragon Ball Z on a Dragon Ball Z podcast? What what the the fuck's wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you, Ted? Jesus Christ. Damn it, Theodore. 
Whoa, Fucking whoa, <laughs> too far. Too <laughs> far. <laughs> nice. You're getting a right-handed nut tap after this. Ooh. And then I'll be like, oh, Yeah, oh, then it'll oh, be like, oh, oh. How is that possible? Because oh, oh. you ran your fucking mouth. That's how it's possible. And all because Ted was like, I want to caress them. <laughs> you found a perfect moment there to use those fucking sound bites. And I'm so proud of you. Can I just say that was perfect? Thanks, how, a, a quick question for you, actually. Like, how much, like, what percentage of the podcast do you spend steering towards the ability to use one of those sound bites? Mm. Ooh. Mm. <laughs> I was going to do it. You should have done it. You should have done it. You got to do it now. I'm not. Okay. I'm not going to do it again. Wow. No so much like much? Vegeta. Those ones are retired now. <laughs> much know. like Vegeta. You made it weird. This Did is an I? impactful. No, I'm Uh-oh. just kidding. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you made it weird. All right, we got to like keep going because we All got... Right. 25 minutes. 25 minutes. Well, we to could talk we could about. Cover this we're we're going we're gonna to hit. Let's just keep going. Yeah, All we'll, right. We'll see where we're and at. And we'll find out where and we're at. And then suddenly the yeah. podcast is going to end, and you guys are going to be like, fuck, did my computer just die? Yeah, we'll just cut it out right, right uh, at exactly. Yeah. No, we got a good memory minutes. card now. Mm-hmm. that last one was all fucked up yeah so now be prepared everybody we are going to do an hour and 35 minute podcast oh, oh. <laughs> double the space gives you that extra five minutes <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so uh that's when like you guys were talking about androids 17 and 18 go on their little road trip with 16 but we should talk about 16 for a little bit I feel like we should hold off on talking about 16 too much until we get into the cell shit. Other than, like, well, I mean, he's how got, he's, clear his affinity for nature is. Well, this is when you start finding out, yeah, that he's, like, obviously <clears throat> different than 17 and 18. They just go along with his mission because it's, like, they don't know what to do. Right, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just bored. They're just like, oh, that's what we're doing. And... They're like, but let's steal a van. Yeah, 17's, yeah, 17's like, like, let's road drive. trip. Yeah, yeah, and then they road trip it and they... Drive it all the way to Goku's. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even 16's like, this would go a lot faster if we flew. And he's like, where's the fun in that, 17? Basically, being a teen. You yeah. know, like, yeah, let's definitely. fucking drive. Let's see the Well, yeah, world. and then during the road trip, like, you get to see 18's teenager come out, too, like, wanting to change your clothes a bunch of shit. Yeah, well, think, yeah, think about that as, like, 17's probably never driven a car in his life. Yeah. yeah. And 18's never gone shopping for herself, like for clothes or anything. Well, maybe like she that. has, but like still, like it's like you say, they're being teenagers. That's pretty well written the way they act. Yeah, definitely. It really is. Like it's pretty on point for like teenagers just <laughs> doing their thing. And even 18's annoyed when, uh, 17's like destroying a city. She's like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like, come She's on. She's like, ah, oh, boys. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, but like, not only that, it's like you can kind of tell that she's like kind of tired of like doing the whole let's destroy shit thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, this isn't really, I don't really dig this. Right. Like later on when Piccolo shows up to fight and. Like after he goes, after he becomes Kamikolo, which we didn't oh, even which discuss. we need to cover. Yeah, let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah, Kamikolo. Kamikolo. That I was like that. that was. I think that might have been one of my. That's pretty funny. Yeah, shit. it was one of my favorite lines. 
But, like, it's a pretty pivotal moment in the show. And, yeah. like, if you're, if you're paying attention, we talk about, like, power-ups and shit, but it's kind of easy to forget about Piccolo's progression of power. So we kind of glossed over, like, him absorbing Nail. Right. Uh, and becoming more powerful, like, twice as powerful in this, pretty much. Right. In that form. And then later becoming one with Kami again and like, yeah, like, like, it, like and basically that was a huge, double that was a huge boost. Yeah, like, double. They or describe tripling. it as being more powerful than Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is like nuts when you think no, about it. No, it was yeah, for and sure at that time. Like that's that's crazy power, man. Yeah. It was for sure, and he was like, you got to think about progression of power in the show like that is like somebody. It's not Goku or Vegeta is going to hit the level they were just at or a little above that. And Goku and Vegeta will be off somewhere training and then they will show up up and be at some crazy new level. Yeah, show up on a different shiny. So like basically Piccolo at that point is beyond Super Saiyan and all like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like at that moment, he's the strongest fighter on earth. Yeah. Exactly. Of the Z fighters, and isn't like, that when Cell ends up showing up and right? Yeah, that's so right after he fuses. So he's up there trying to fuse with Kami, right? And Kami's like, "I'm not quite ready to commit to this. Let's see how this other oh, thing that I'm yeah, watching they, plays he out." He makes him watch, yeah. right? Wow. And it was the Cell thing that they were watching from afar. So you're just kind of getting the hints of the beginning of it, of what could be something super important. Because Kami's talking about it and won't make his decision until he sees how it plays out. Yeah. And then Cell goes in and absorbs every human being in an entire city. Yeah. To, like, p- to power himself up. And you find out later that he had basically been in, like, to get there, he had killed Trunks and Trunks' you know, and future Trunks. Stole his time capsule, came back, but to get into the time capsule, because he's so big, he had to shrink back to a larva, mm. activate the time capsule, come and back, this was break a completely out, and bury different... himself so he could repower back to his normal form. And this is like a different yeah. timeline from Trunks's timelines, so. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> Well, maybe. No, it is. It, yeah, it is, and that's what's well, yeah, really cool. A, that's where the third ring comes in. Because then. the universe that the cell that we actually see for the most part, mm-hmm. his universe that he came from, uh, the androids had been destroyed. Yeah. Right, by Trunks. Yes. Right. And he stole the time machine. Like, well... Doesn't That's, so the first time Trunks comes back, it creates a new timeline, is what it does. Because, well, yeah, each time they jump, I think it's a new timeline. It's like the same Trunks that would have went back and talked to them and warned everybody and blah blah blah, but he ended up destroying shit and he went. He was going to go back and tell everybody that shit was cool because he fixed it, right, or something like that. Right, yeah, he was getting ready to go back in time and to Cell, tell them that yeah. he had killed the androids, and that's when Cell kills him mm-hmm. and takes the capsule because it's already pre-programmed, jumps back to that point in time, and he has to, he buries himself in the ground. He's there for like four years, and then he emerges, and then he starts, you know, sucking up people for energy. So he's been there 
since since Goku was like in space, like coming back from Namek, or like since they were on Namek, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty crazy, and that's what I love. That's why this whole Cell and Android it saga. Is. Oh, wait, is... wait, 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 wait. Hold on. When did Trunks show up for the first time to warn them about the androids? It was two years before Yamcha got Wolfang fisted. Okay, yeah. so I'm mildly confused then because Trunks had it pre-programmed in and he was getting ready to go back and tell them that he beat the androids that he had warned them about. Mm-hmm. But he's going back two years before he warns them about them. N- no. He's going I, back I, w- to I would the think future. he would be going, I think he would be going like, bef- you know, after that. Right, but four years ago... It, I don't think it would matter. He could show up a minute after and be like, you know what? Never mind. I, I just killed him. So, Right. Thinking that that was going to affect their time. I don't think too, it but... was that, though. Is like going back to be like, oh, I beat him. No big deal. It would still matter in their time of reference, right? Yeah. Like they would still run into them. Right. It's yeah, like, you guys are dead, like but I killed just... them eventually. No, he's going... It would be a later version of Trunks. Some like they had gone through their shit and beat the androids in the past, because like destroying something in the past doesn't mean it destroys it in the future. It creates timeline. Right. Yeah, like, I get that. Separate realities. Right, but like if Cell's been there for four years, he's that... just going back to give them the good news. Like they already won, and he's just going back. Right, yeah, I get that. But why would he be going back further than he had the first time? That's what was confusing. I don't think it that was even mentioned, though. Yeah, it was, because Cell mentioned that the they asked... Oh, yeah, you're be, right. It, it was pre-programmed into the time machine. That's yeah, where Trunks yeah, was planning on going. I don't know. No, he went in and... Did he just... Uh, I don't know. Well, this is those loopholes we're talking about, though. Yep. That's just an interesting... No, it's hole, a good point. But I mean, that's I, I do appreciate, though, that's what I, I do like about this over where most people fucking hang me as a DBZ fan, you know, but this is where I actually like Cell and the Android arc more than Frieza is I like that kind of multiversal. Me too. You know what I mean? Like story arc and storytelling of it. Like you've got different timelines and stuff that's impacting the present now. Which is really cool. I mean, for back then, that was pretty ambitious to do in just a little humble anime, you know what I mean? Let alone, like, look at how they did it in the MCU. And I think if you're ever going to do anything when it comes to time travel and timelines, you're always going to have some kind of, like, loophole. It's really hard to write. Marvel even fucked it up. Yeah, it's it's really hard to write Like, really bad. That was a huge, like, I was like, I loved that right up until they did that. And I was like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah, there's a lot of shit about it that... Like, they totally contradicted their own rules. Yep. Yeah, yep. like, the they couldn't go back in time to deal with Thanos because um, it would just create an alternate timeline. It wouldn't actually impact that one. And then, at the end, they send Cap, or they, they go back, and, like, Cap is taking all the shit back, and then completely does something different, and then shows up back in the present somehow, even though it's supposed to be an alternate timeline. Maybe we just started watching the alternate timeline. Right. Oh, shit. 
Ted just solved it. Yep. They're Way right to go, Marvel. Fucking touche. Well, that's where we end this podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ted, well, we are the comic zone's done. Ted solved it all. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like Thanks time for ruining visits. the podcast. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. I'm bringing it down. Well, son of a bitch. Anyway, so, so back yeah, to so where. So once we get back to like. The cell uh, shit. Well, Piccolo finally merging with Kami, and then he goes and fights. Cell. Cell That's the first thing he fights is Cell. The first time. Yep. Well, not the first time he fought Cell, but like the first time he fought him at an even plane. No, 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 no. That's the first time he fought Cell because Cell had just emerged. He was the first one to even fight Cell. No, because Cell snuck up on him at one point. No. Or no. No, that is literally... No, I'm thinking of when... 20 snuck up on him and yep. almost yeah okay. yep. yeah. yeah so that the, literally the first person to fight cell is piccolo true and it's because he knows exactly where to find him because you just merge with kame to become kamikolo and that's when uh he gets the needle in the arm and he like shrivels his arm up right right it's during that fight yeah yeah and that's where he gets piccolo's regenerative regenerative skills right not from that that thing. No, like he, already that, had, he already he had, has all that. He already yeah, had it. Yeah, no. that's right. He's not absorbing skills really. He already has them. No, but I yeah. think he gains them as he absorbs the android, like more access to more power, and then well, yeah, better because abilities. seventeen and eighteen are supposed to be unlimited power. Right, right. We, we've had that discussion, and th- well, not on this one. And we no, should. but we talked about We're it. We're getting during... down to it, so we should like move it on and like. That's a good point. Is like cell from like obviously he's absorbing fucking like if you've seen the show you know what's up, right? Yeah, right. and like, that, he's like, absorbing so everything he he's possibly absorbing can. people and trying to get more powerful. But the point is to get to the androids, and that's the real point is access right, yeah. to that unlimited power that gains him higher levels. It's kind of like in a video game. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> But what I loved about it is, like, he does all of this. He gets out there, and, like, Kamikolo and 18, no, 17 are fighting. And, like, it's a really good fight. Like, they're both getting fucked up. It was, that's one of the better fights, in my opinion. It like, is a pretty good one. Fight. 17 and right. Piccolo and, like, was a good one. To your comment yeah. about, like, Honorable 18, mention. Yeah, like, you were talking about 18, like, kind of being over, like, the manly destruction shit. Like, when Kamikolo shows up. Like, she just steps back. She's like, I think it's my turn to sit this one out and just sits on a rock, mm-hmm. like, fucking with her hair. Like, 17 and Piccolo are fucking throwing down and destroying the little island they're on, and she's just like, do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and 17's well, like... Yeah, and 16's back there playing with his birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love Imperfect Cell. Like, yeah, I, yeah. by the way, the voice acting incredible yeah. like i wish it at some point cool. he would just go i'm gonna suck you up with my butthole you know uh, like the, or something like that he the it, very the first version of him with the he, weird beak yeah i love it yeah. i love that form of his yeah and the it's voice pretty acting. great yeah that you did that really well and i'm gonna find that clip and that's gonna be the next one on the sound <laughs> right on okay yeah, I saw that <laughs> i'm gonna suck you up with my butthole <laughs> I'm going to pickle your loaf. <laughs> I'm going to pickle that loaf. Oh, oh come here. God. Uh, <laughs> That's what this podcast uh, is really for. Is talk about going low. <laughs> right. Pickle your loaf. 
I could do more Christ. than one thing with this tail. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, technically he does. Like that's the that's a, another important point. No, I just, <laughs> because like most of the people, like no, seriously, that like, was a perfect segue. Oh, oh my god. Oh. Uh, no, he he legit does because like when he's like absorbing, he'll people, fucking suck you. Oh. Right? Yeah, like he'll fucking jab you and suck you, and then when he oh. got to the androids, they're like, oh, this is. <laughs> This one's got to be sucked up by the whole butthole. <laughs> yeah. He you know opens I mean? the whole <laughs> asshole up for that one. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to fucking... I think Ted's going to strangle you with the microphone cord. <laughs> no, he gave me the fucking short one. I can't reach it. <laughs> That's why. That's why. God. It's fucking... Oh, you are like this, Cell. You play this cord. Head. This shit's like, like two and a half feet long tops. Maybe we got fucking good. ten minutes, hose. Well, yeah, but we're where we need to be. Yeah, we're in. yeah, we're oh, right there. I'm just saying, yeah. we're, we got to get so, right there, sugar. Anyway, so back to it. So, like, I loved when um, 16 finally steps in. Like, 18 or 17 is getting his ass whooped by Cell, like when Cell shows up. And then 16 steps in, saves his ass, and is whooping the shit out of Cell for a little bit. Like, at, at least on par with, but I think he's actually a little stronger than Cell at that moment. Yeah. And I think yeah. he... Like the, that's the blast like, that he shoots into the ground, like after he pulls his arms off and does that cannon that shit into the ground, cool. and the fucking beams of energy shooting up oh, all over the place. That's sick. like a throwback to Dragon Ball. It's like the the androids from there. It's sixteen is like a throwback, but like a merger of Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball. Uh, yeah, like because he's super that. like fucking powerful. Like he's powerful. Like yeah, and pretty fast. He's as fast as Cell. It's kind of crazy that he's like stronger than seventeen and eighteen. Like not not by just like a small margin either. Like he's he's a so if he would have yeah. Why didn't they ever? Why didn't Bulma like rebuild him at some point? I don't know. I don't know. Question. I guess all the blueprints got destroyed in Doctor Giroux's lab though. But she also got scans when she went and worked on him. No. Because she uses those plans to reverse engineer a new remote to shut down the androids. Right. Because so why Trump's wouldn't she just like make a new 16? That's actually a good point. Yeah, yeah. she totally should have. Like but you, they uh, definitely still have the plans because... Or why didn't they wish we, him back? What the fuck? Yeah, like, well, I feel yeah, cheated, like, God damn it. Right. What a, a fucking bunch of horse shit. A piece that we glossed over was Trunks and Krillin going back to Giro's lab to get into the sub-basement to destroy the cell project for that timeline. Yeah. And when they're there, they steal the plans for all of the androids and take them back to Bulma. That's a good point, because he's not supposed to be there for a long time. Right. I think now this is where this podcast goes from loving Dragon Ball Z to us just shitting on it and finding. We're not shitting on it. <laughs> just no, 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 no. Like, we should. No, I think we're actually. I think we're actually finding where we were. The point that we were missing is that. No, but it's good. No, like the, it's because good. the whole thing is like Cell came from the, the future. The actual Cell project wasn't supposed to start for like way later. But here no, no, out, it's though. been running the entire time. He didn't build 17 and 18 until after he started the cell project. Right. Yeah. Like the cell project was running in the basement the whole time that he was fucking around with other stuff because it was going to take too long. So he was letting the computer do all the calculating. Like they covered that during the during this. See, I think we should hate on Dragon Ball Z until I think you should shut your face. They got to bring 16 back. Yeah, they they should do 16 back. They totally should. Yeah. Well, he's a great fucking character. 
So think about like tournament of power seventeen, and where sixteen would have been, dude. Yeah. See, I, I feel cheated. That's why I'm saying we should shit on it, or it's good until they bring sixteen. Was sixteen the perfect android? I I, I don't uh, know about perfect, I, dude. That's I think. <clears throat> uh, it's not maybe not as far as like max power, but as uh, as far as like compassion. Was sixteen and, and a half like part human and or was like, he full robot? Huh? Was he part human? He or was, was full robot. Yeah, so he was like a robot. legit android. A legit AI in a suit. Yep. Yeah. So he was like the only legit android next to well, nineteen. Yeah, nineteen. So twenty was uh cyborg. We think. Do we do we well, know? Yeah, that? he he's cyborg because he's got his brain, Doctor Jero's brain, in there. Right, yeah. So he's just like wired in. He's a yeah. cyborg, yeah. Futurama but style. like, so seventeen, eighteen, twenty, and Cell. Well, Cell's like a Cell's full not even on, an android. No, he's not. He has zero mechanical. Which, so I'm gonna call out the bullshit on that one because he said that well, like, he, during the well, fights, okay, he's like, I'm one of Cell's and or I'm one of. Dr. Well, think Zero's about androids. this. Once once he's perfect, though, he technically is because he's absorbed. Well, yeah, seventeen and eighteen. Yeah, okay, so I'll, then, I'll, yeah, I'll let that one slide then. So then, at that point, he is right. That's reasonable. I'll give you that one. But, he's yeah. a he's a cyborg at the very least. Yeah, at that that's point. like the distinction that annoys the fuck out of me. I'm telling you, though, is it's that just a they, translation. Thing. I know, I know that, but I'm like, they they should totally like, it just drives me nuts. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like you could go, yeah, he made cyborgs and androids. <laughs> yeah. Because Doctor Giroux is a cyborg, even though it's just his brain and a mechanical body. Yeah, right. exactly. I don't know, you know, it's one of those things like I, I it's got to be a translation issue. I, okay, that's the here's only the thing, thing I can think of though. Here's the thing. Think about this. Okay. If he was able to like transport a brain in a jar. I was think? wondering how much time we had left. Oh. We got like 4 minutes. Okay. If he's able to Well, we got a little more than that. We can go a little further. Yeah. But Brain in a jar. If he can put a brain in a jar and keep it alive and keep it sentient and not lose any kind of fucking brain function and then make bodies for androids that are not only just as functional as a human body and articulate, but like far beyond it to the point that they're like superhuman to the max. Right. Why the fuck... Can't he download his brain into a computer and not have his brain bouncing around in a fucking jar? Because the fucking show upload hadn't come out yet. <laughs> yeah, dude. Simple as that. Yeah. Dude. It solved another case. Yep. Lack of inspiration at the time of writing. That's all it is. Brother. He's a motherfucking oh! genius. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that. Right, so so anyway, ever. back to Cell and 16 fighting. Like, they do their thing for a little while, and then eventually he comes out, a hole of a, out of a hole in the ground behind 8, 17 and absorbs him. And that's when he goes into, like, what, Cell P2? Yeah. Yeah, with his, his big lips. Yeah, his yeah. creepy uncle cells, what I like right. to call him. I like to call him blackface still. During that, like, after he <laughs> does that. Because look at his lips. Like, it's the same actually... as, like, a blackface thing. 
like Mr. Popo or something. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's like the worst. That is the worst, man. And it never has changed. There Ever. was a there was another character. Well, how's in there. it gonna? Are they gonna make him get a facelift? No, they could have done something like they did in Pokemon with Jinx. What's that? It's a uh, it's a blackface Pokemon. Yeah, and they instead of having black yeah, skin, they gave her like purple, oh. and changed her like lips and whatnot a little bit more. <laughs> so, it, they made it a lot more PC. They could have done that, but I I think it's like. I don't know. Just let Mr. Popo power up and he changes colors. Yeah, yeah there you go. Wouldn't that be cool if Mr. Guardian Popo... Guardian Assistant Level 2. They took Mr. Popo to the Tournament of Power and... He just, he just wrecked, wrecked everyone. Yeah, that'd be hilarious. That's a really great part about Dragon Ball Abridged. You guys need to watch all of that. Doesn't he say some and shit And Popo will, point? like, stare at you and send you into, like, a whole, like, nightmare dimension <laughs> that you can never leave. Well, doesn't he say... He's like, just... Because, like, look at his stare. Doesn't he say some really misogynistic shit, too? I don't know about... Th- I don't <laughs> like, remember Like, I think that. there's a part of it that I watched where he's sitting there, and he's like, hmm, look, a woman that doesn't know any better, or something like that. And you're like, damn, dude. Like, the first time you ever watch it, Mr. Popo is fucking nuts. Because in the show, he's just this nice, calm guardian, you know? And in yeah. that show, he's something fucking dude, different. Dude, that shit's amazing if you haven't watched it. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to. It sounds it's so like. good. Maybe next episode. Well, I mean, <clears throat> how much of it is there? I gotta have time to watch it's, that shit. It's up to the end of the Cell Saga. Mm-hmm. They couldn't go any further because of copyright shit, which is unfortunate. They should have Funimation should have hired them, and then just took on the abridged project as like a spinoff series. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. been like. And been you like, guys you keep know, doing your shit. Here's yeah, some money. Like, here's some money. Keep doing your thing. Well, yeah. And they would have made fucking millions because yeah. you do like the whole. That's dude. Come on. Well, if it's like, why wouldn't you just how make you're that describing happen? It sounds a lot like a more fleshed out version of like what Robot Chicken does to different shows. No. Well, yeah, kind of. Not really, because they stick to the story. They. They it's like it Dragon Ball Z Kai, but way fucking better. Way fucking better. Hmm. It's, it's like funnier. they cut out a lot of the filler and shit. They don't cover out the whole thing. They cover the story, but they like kind of mix it up and they make it fucking hilarious. And okay, it's, well, it's I'll, amazing. I'll have, to, I'll have to watch it. It's pretty good. All right. So anyway, so let's. Yep. We're getting we, close to the end. We, we got to get through. So we got to get through. Well, I, I don't think we stage. need to go much further, much further than this. Like we can leave him becoming perfect. Well, yeah, for next because week, obviously it leads around to Trunks doing the whole fucking dumbass ascended Saiyan thing and losing, and then eventually eighteen is absorbed and Perfect Cell is born. Right, and yeah, Perfect Cell is pretty fucking badass. Like, oh yeah. Like, very, very badass. Like, even, like, just, like, the... F- after he absorbed 17, he's already pretty fucking badass. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I mean... And then, one, yeah, once he gets to his perfect stage, it's almost like... I don't know. I like his No, they cunningness. can't even touch him. Like, they hit him, and it does nothing. Well, yeah, I like more or less his cunningness. And, like, you can see he's, like, a... His cuntiness? His, well, he is a cunt. Don't get me wrong. He is a total cunt. But that arrogant, like, arrogant kind of like, okay, 
I'm fucking perfect. You know what I'm saying? He, he just puts off that aura of like, oh yeah, I'm fucking yeah, perfect. Like he is, he's the dick. only thing in the series or in this portion of the series that competes with Vegeta's ego. Well, yeah, and that's exactly. the perfect, and it's, it's, that's actually it's the perfect the place to end this because we were talking about Vegeta and we talk about Vegeta a lot. And as far as I'm this concerned, is, he's had this is ego a, for a long time. This is a pretty fucking fucked up tipping point in his bullshit ego. Yep. Is Getting he, his ass uh, he back to back is to at back. the point where he could easily destroy Cell. Um, he's fighting the second stage cell and cell is going, Oh, if I was at my perfect stage, then you wouldn't, you would be nothing to me. And that gets to Vegeta's ego. It's like he could easily end things at this point, but he goes, well, what do you mean? Like, Oh, okay, go ahead and do your thing. And he lets... Cell absorb 18. Yeah, so that, that brings up an important point because Goku's not dissimilar. I don't think he would have let that happen, though. No, I don't think he'd go that far. But like you saw the, the meme on the, the Facebook group of no, like the Goku Thanos. handing Thanos the gauntlet. It's like, true. Yeah. But also, he's not like... This is like a, a good spot to send it off on is like Vegeta again is like even after losing to 18 even after losing to you know you know even after that loss and going through his all his training he didn't learn a fucking thing nope that fucking ego is still strong Still I mean, strong. I don't think he really starts like if we look forward in the show, like he doesn't, when would you say his ego actually starts to taper down drastically? I think like it starts to fade a little bit after this. I don't think it's uh, until but not really until after Boo. I don't know. I don't think I think his turning point is when he saves Trunks or no. When he loses his shit when Trunks dies against Perfect Sill. Or he thinks that Trunks dies. I agree with you there. I think that's a huge point. I think it's when that's Vegeta's turning point. And that's next episode is when we talk about the Cell games. Because the culmination of this is Cell, you know, obviously going through that building. Like, yeah. uh, like, and... Like you could, they were switching through the channels and seeing Cell popping up on each channel as he went through the TV station. Right. Well, and then on the news, he announces the Cell games. And it's interesting because it's not about like each of these androids, except for 16, he was on it because of programming, but the rest were just doing it because. You know, they didn't know what else to do. Right, yeah. But Cell is doing it out of... Ego. Ego pride. ego, and a right. sense of, like, trying to test himself against everyone. Well, and I like yeah. that you use that point for Vegeta, because there's a contrast there. Earlier, when he's fighting 19, or well, when he's fighting 20, 
he 20 lets off a blast towards Bulma and baby trunks and future trunks uh, goes and saves them from the blast and vegeta doesn't do shit yeah vegeta doesn't do shit and when trunks confronts him on it he says something basically like why didn't you save slaps trunks out of his way well yeah because he's like you know trunks is pissed off and is like why didn't you save you know bulma or your son and he's like i have more important things to worry about than a blast that blasted woman and her kid yeah yeah and then her kid yeah which is like crazy because later like when bola is born right yeah, he, he's, he's like, you're holding her wrong. Give her to me. Yeah, but you see that change there, though. I like that contrast because then when he... That's you, why Trunks I like is, Vegeta as, like, our focal point for this series. And we got to wrap it up, dudes, because they got to be able to upload this. And But Vegeta is a good focal point to follow, like, somebody to he follow He has one of the through. best character arcs through yeah. the entire show. Like, yeah. that's, that's the point. Like, mm-hmm. his growth And this and is, like, one of his lowest awesome. points. Right. In the series. Like, even when he was just, like, straight up evil because he thought he had to be, in this shit, he's just being a fucking cunt. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, he is such a cocky prick through this whole thing. Yeah. Like, doesn't want anything to do with Trunks and, like... The only way to get they get him in the time chamber is basically like, oh, Dude, yeah, right. you can grow real strong real fast. He's like, fuck it. Let's do this. And we won't jump straight into the cell games. We'll talk about at the beginning of the next episode a little bit about their training in the time chamber and leading up to that and yeah. all of that. But we got to get out of here. Vince, why don't you send us off, buddy? Will do. Alrighty, everybody. Thank you for stopping by and listening to us chat about Dragon D's balls. Check out thecomiczone.com. We have all sorts of cool links to our YouTube, Instagram page. And check out the podcast, both of them, Comic Zone and Dragon D's balls, wherever you like to get your podcasts. Um, Definitely hit us up. Another good episode with you, gents. Yeah, bro. Thank yeah, you for yeah, it was taking good. time to talk mm-hmm. about this with me it was tonight. better than when we Ted fucked up the last one. Yeah, when he yeah. fucked it up big time, I he was did. like, I was like, I man, this guy's so unprepared. We should just not use this. Yeah, already having a host change, and yeah. you know, I don't know. We were thinking about dropping him. Me and Vince had like a little <laughs> combo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're like, we'll give him a little think another about, shot. Think you about the time shot. I could save. <laughs> By switching to Geico? <laughs> yeah, totally. Guy blow. Dude. <laughs> Guy blow. This has been the Comic Zone. Dragon these balls. Peace.